Welcome to the Why Music Podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and ultimately why they make music. This next artist is a 23-year-old singer-songwriter with roots in the Windy City. Now a Nashville indie rocker, her journey is starting to pick up speed. Welcome, Grace. Hi. I always like to start with where your journey with music all began. Well... It started, I remember just um, when I was really little, I would just always be singing. I would sing like the little mermaid in the bathtub. My mom's like, oh, okay, you're like into this. Um, But I didn't start actually like performing until I'd say like first grade, my mom put me in musical theater and I was like, okay, like this is something that I really love and just resonated with me, especially because I got to sing. I liked the acting part as well, but that's kind of where I got my start with music in general and performing on stage. And I kind of learned, I was like, I tried the sports and everything, but I'm like, okay, wait, like, I'm not good at that, like, but I'm better at like the more creative stuff. So I was doing musical theater all through high school. Um, And then in high school, honestly, my senior year of high school, I, I obviously always loved like music, just all types in general, but I was like, wow, it'd be really cool. I would write poetry and I'd write a lot and I enjoyed writing, but I was like, it would be so cool if I could just write songs, but I'm like, I could never do that. I was like, what the heck? Like, that seems like really hard and like, I'm not musically talented with like instruments but I was always interested in it so then my senior year of or high school I picked up a guitar and I just like kind of taught myself and one day it kind of clicked and I was able to like move chords and then I wrote my first song and I was like oh wait like I can do this and I loved it and I was like this is such a cool outlet um so yeah my senior year of high school I started writing songs And that's when that journey sort of started and playing guitar. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. So it's, it's, it's always interesting to me how many people I've had come on here and say that it always starts with musical theater, because that just to me did not even like be a thought of like, that's where like people would have found it like wanting to be an artist and writing music and stuff like that it just to me those are like apples and oranges but the connection there is it's interesting how it's sort of manifested in a lot of people that I've spoken with but um with it starting at such a I mean senior year of high school is like okay life what is next like having that start at that moment how did that impact the journey that you took after that like what what sort of things did that change? What sort of impact did that have? Yes, so I always thought like the majority of my life I wanted to go into like the theater realm. And I, when I was in high school, I either wanted to be a director for theater or like start my own own like children's theater company. I was always kind of like where I wanted to go. Um, but I feel like, you know, well, my parents wanted me to go to college and it was like the opportunity to move away and kind of do whatever I wanted. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. 
but originally I was going to go into the, I did go into theater directing. So I chose Belmont, which I feel like in the back of my mind, I was always like, I want to be a songwriter artist. And even though I was going for theater, I never thought I could do that. And I was very new to it, but I chose, um, Nashville as a city in Belmont because I was like that's the hub of music that I you know my parents were like LA's too far so like I was like that's that's kind of where I wanted to be but I I was going to college for theater until I got surrounded by everybody doing music and the culture here and I was like I'm kind of in the best spot to like start this journey so why am I not going to start it? I feel like I would have regretted not pursuing songwriting and being an artist to like a higher degree um, if I didn't do it. So I, I think I was in one semester of theater and then I was like, they have this songwriting program. They have a music business program. Started meeting more people that were doing the artist thing. And that's where I kind of was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to make this jump. We had to like, audition for the songwriting program and I was like oh gosh like I don't think I'll make it you know I, I didn't have that confidence of like I could really do this um but I auditioned my sophomore year and I got in and I was like okay I'm gonna do this songwriting thing and you know I don't think you need to go to school for it but I do think the people I met along the way and the people I was surrounded with did help me get better as an artist, as a songwriter, and like fully be around everyone else doing it. So yeah, that's when I kind of like took the leap. And I think it's something I still struggle with today is like, can I actually do this? You know, I feel like every artist goes through that. But also I have to keep in mind, like, I am in like such a centralized location where everyone's trying to do it but it's also the best place to meet people and start that journey. Yeah, that is the blessing and the curse of the music hubs of America. Cause it's like everybody and their brother is doing it. And so you're looking at it and you're like, okay, so like all of these people are so much further along than me. They're so much more talented than me. Like all these different sorts of comparison detriments that you can get yourself into and just sort of like be like, like, especially if you're starting out and you're early and you're still sort of exploring specifically what you want to be doing within it, it's like, okay, maybe it looks like I should be having it all figured out by now. But at, we always have to remind ourselves that we're on different timelines and that's just life. But at the same time, it's like, look at all the opportunity that you get from being in a place like that. You know, where those people are, there's going to be more opportunity. There's going to be more community. There's going to be more you know, collaboration opportunity and whatnot. Um, so as much as it is this like detriment of, okay, all of these people are like really good. Um, it's also like, okay, how do I get in the same room with all of these people and like have that build up what I'm ultimately trying to build? Um, so it definitely has it's both sides for sure, which I'm sure you've, um, lived firsthand. Um, do you think that these sorts of 
people that you found yourself around or the communities that you've sort of found yourself a part of, do you think that that's influenced how you've developed your own artistry? Yeah. And I think at first when I started, um, writing and like releasing music seriously, I, you know, I was like trying to find my sound and like the people that I wanted to write with and kind of just like who I wanted to be. And I think at first the people I was surrounding myself with were not exactly who I actually was. And I feel like I was surrounded by these people that were country and pop and like that was what is popular. And I kind of had this idea in my mind, like I need to be this pop artist if I want to be successful. And I, I feel like I almost started to like try to make myself into that, like produce my music like that, but like truly that wasn't me. So like now a couple years later, I feel like I have found the people that I surround myself with to very be, um, they're very much aligned with what I want to do, what I love, where I want to take myself. And I think that makes like all the difference. Like it wasn't until I truly found the people that like have the same vision and like passions as me to like where I can excel what I want to do. And I think that truly comes with like finding good, genuine friends as well, because Earlier when I was here, I didn't really have that. But now that I have that and we're all able to like share our mutual love of the same type of music and, you know, interest with that, I feel like that has really excelled, you know, what I'm trying to make in my music. Yeah. I mean, it it is typically said in terms of like, purely in a friend sense, but I think it applies to music as well as it's like, you are the combination of the like five people you are closest with. And so if you're surrounding yourself with a different type of music person, if you will, um, those that that's going to lead you astray from the root of it all, essentially. And it could be in a good way. Like it could be like, oh, this is what I thought I was meant to be doing, but it's actually like, this is a good direction for me. But it also can be in the sense of that's not what I want, but I need to find something that's more in the realm of what I'm going for and what I'm trying to do. And so it's definitely something to wrestle with, especially with pop being the marketable thing, you know, um, and then country, of course, because it's Nashville. But um, yeah, sticking true to what you know to be your own vibe and all that is not always the easiest thing. Um, but I'm under the, I'm, I'm under the belief that if it's good, there will be an audience for it. So, um, what do you find most often inspires your writing? So many things. And I think it's different every time, but lately, um, this like next project I'm working on, a lot of it has been inspired by like my dreams. Um, I have like really just crazy like nightmares, dreams, and yeah, they're pretty crazy. But 
I do find like I get a lot of like inspiration or ideas like artistically from them even if they are like nightmares I can see some sort of message coming through or like oh this is a cool like visual and I'll get an idea from that so I think especially for this next project that's where that's been coming from and that's kind of like my theme for it but I get ideas anywhere and I think most songwriters do this but like sometimes an idea will literally just come from a word a phrase and I'll write it down and then I start expanding on it but yeah I'm like constantly you know it's you're just observing all the time looking at the world around you trying to find ideas and it comes in many forms sometimes I'll watch a movie and I'm like oh this is so cool like I could write a song about this you look at art certain piece of art you get an idea but a lot of mine I start with like lyrics a lot of the time because that's kind of how I started but a lot of it will come from like a phrase or just like a word that I think could be a song title and then I start writing more things around it and then ideas will like come together through there but yeah it's it's just different every time but yeah yeah it's the age-old question of what's your like songwriting process and it, the answer is there isn't one because yeah. it's every it, it's hard to really nail one down um but in terms of writing about like dreams and night and nightmares like you said how do you remember enough to write about it because I always find myself like unless I'm like thinking about it first thing in the morning I can barely get even like 10% of it from what happened yeah. into my head so, I'll show you this this is <laughs> I write all my dreams down I've kind of okay. gotten late well first of all they're very vivid like some nights they aren't as vivid as other ones but like I usually like keep this <laughs> and I like I've been writing my dreams down like when I wake up like since this is from like the beginning of 2022 but I just write them down right away as much details as I can but some of them are so vivid that like I can remember a certain dream from like a year ago and I can just see it in my head. But I've also had like recurring ones that are like super intense, but I do write them down. So, okay. but it's kind of crazy. Like I go through periods where I, like for a couple of years, I didn't have any dreams, but now I have a dream every single night. And some are more vivid than others. Some are scary, some are not, but I'm like, there's a lot going on here. I'm just going to write it down. <laughs> like. <laughs> And you can usually get enough down that it's something that you can work with. Yeah. Or if it's just like, like, I just feel like some of them are symbolic or like, I'll see like some type of like animal or some type of situation or some theme coming through. But specifically one that I remember um, is kind of what I saw in the dream um I'm gonna use for like a music video for one of my songs coming up because that's like one that stands out is like one of the scariest ones I had um but I can see it in my head still and I'm like this is such a cool like visual for um 
a video, but it's also crazy because I remember that dream specifically. It, it was so hard. I thought I woke up in real life, but it was the dream. And like, I remember looking at my phone because like I wasn't feeling well, but I finally fell asleep for like an hour or two. I had to like go to class. So I remember in the dream, waking up in my apartment, looking like normal. I look at my phone and it's three days later and I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed class. I missed this. And then it like was this whole scary, like, honestly, like sort of demonic things going on. And then like, I fell like into my bathtub, like a black hole. And then I woke up and I was like, I thought that was real life. It was the scariest thing, but I can see the visuals from it still. And I'm like, some of the things like I saw, I was like, that would be cool in like a video. So I'm like, you know what, if I'm having all these scary things happen in my head, I might as well use them and make art, I guess. Like, I don't know. If yeah. I have to live it, you have to live it too. <laughs> yeah. The ones where you feel like you're like, it's like real enough to be real. Those are the ones. And waking up in your dad, that's just, that's, that's, an, that's another level. Um, that's crazy. But... Yeah, but like sometimes happen and then I'm like, wait, did that happen in a dream or real life? Like it's so confusing. Yeah, the a lot of questions to be asked for sure. Um if you had to create a new genre around your style of music, what would you call it? Oh, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't exist. I was gonna say like honestly maybe like dreamy rock something but I feel like that's already like a thing like dream pop or like um yeah I don't know specifically that's a hard question takes everybody a minute to really kind of try and put words yeah. together that aren't already put together yeah yeah, I don't know. The best I could say is like sad girl dream rock. <laughs> I'll take it. I think the the dream part definitely has to be in there at this point. <laughs> yeah, at this stage in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Where things currently stand, the dream is definitely there. Um is there a release? that you think best embodies who you are as an artist in terms of your like one song sampling platter? Um, are you saying one that's currently released? That would be the key. Okay. Um, right now as an artist, I think Honestly, even though it's kind of older, I think the song Not Okay, I think I released it like a couple years ago, but it kind of has like a 2000s rock sound, but I think the lyrics are just like super me and they're like a little sassy and a little like smart, um, but also kind of sad and like introspective. Overdramatic, sitting in sadness. I 
right now that's like kind of how I feel but also it changes like there's so many different even what I have released now I feel like they're all so different I'm kind of honing in on like future what I want to do but I still really resonate with that one if we're including future ones do you have one that's like an up-and-coming one that is what your answer would be if we negated the fact that it has to be released Yeah, I think the whole project that I'm working on as a whole is just very me and very much what I want to sound like. And it's taken me a while to like figure that out. But I'm working with people now that like feel like do truly understand what I like and what I want to be. So I think the whole project coming as a whole is like, yeah, me completely. So not only did you break the rules of it not, of it being a recurrently released song, but you're breaking the rules on it being just one song. No, it can't be. <laughs> I know that's the hard part, but that's that's the point, you know. <laughs> it's okay. I've it's not the first time I've had more than one song be an answer, and it won't be the last. If somebody's like writing off a new album, it's like the new album, and I'm like, well, is that one song? <laughs> is it? No, it's well, hard. Know, it's hard. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, won't make you pick. Hard. It's okay. I won't make you pick. Um, no, it's hard because it's like you have to try and filter out your own perspective on the songs in terms of like, oh, I like this one the best. And not only that, but that also changes like regularly. Just like depends on the day sometimes or whichever one is like the current vibe you know it's it's hard to pick one of it's hard to pick your own favorite song of your songs let alone pick one that you think kind of best embodies it especially in the like modern age of music when people are kind of all over the place in terms of like creating different things like we're not as pigeonholed as things used to be um and so with that level of flexibility it's hard to pick one song that covers like this much space you know if we were in this lane that's probably not as hard but if you're in this lane right there's too many factors you know yeah that's why i'm like today this song (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) we'll circle back (laughs) maybe in like 20 minutes it'll be a different one (laughs) uh (laughs) if you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of who would it be I'll say the current stuff I'm working on, I think is like, Lana Del Rey's definitely in there. Cause I'm obsessed with her. Um, I think another artist, I think, though this is a crazy combination, but I'm thinking of my new stuff coming out. I think, I mean, each song's a little different, but I'd say Lana Del Rey, 
And another one of my songs is very heavily um, inspired by the police. So that's like a crazy combination. But I do think some of like my influences from everywhere do kind of come through here and there, even though they're so different. Yeah, that's those are two very different styles, yeah. time periods, all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like small things like a guitar sounds like this from this police song or the drums. And then it'll be like my vocal and the production in another song is very Lana. Like okay. so it's more small details. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this as you said that like Lana was the first one because you're like obsessed with her music. So do you have, cause I feel like this is, it's a common thing a lot where it's like the people that we listen to the most often bleed into what we write and what we create and that it, it's just inevitable. Like you are, you will create what you consume. Um, but do you think that there's anybody that you like would consider yourself like a big fan of, like in terms of you'd put them in your top, like maybe 15 um, that you think is completely different than the type of music that you make, like would not be able to be credited as an inspiration directly to your art. Um, is there anybody on in that kind of way? Well, I think my top, like my second artist to my Spotify, uh, Spotify wrapped was mm-hmm. SZA. Um, yeah, I don't think I sound like her at all, mm-hmm. uh, or make the same type of music, but I do love her music. So maybe just like different genres, um, that I'm like, not necessarily like, like pop and R&B that I'm not like specifically trying to go for, I mm-hmm. guess. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's a different, that's different than the other two for sure. Um, I was just curious because like the re like I started writing music based, like, because of, I was a huge fan of John Bellion at the time, complete 180 from anything I will ever create. Like I can't do all of the things that him and like Quinn 92 have going on and that sort of like, there's like 10 different things going on at all times. Um, and so it's interesting cause it's like, I feel like at least for me, it's like half of what I listen to is just stuff that I enjoy the other half is very much like okay that checks out you know yeah um, so it's always interesting because there's he you can't completely be a combination of everything some stuff is just for fun mm-hmm. uh what is an outside passion of yours that you feel impacts who you are as an artist I have a lot of passions that are artistic in a way so I don't really want to say like like I like to paint and do like different collages and like those kind of things but I do think that's like very creative so I wouldn't necessarily say because like you know I like fashion and all that stuff too but I think those are all like creative outlets that also can impact you as like an artist you know like you're as an artist, you're not only writing the music, but a lot of the times you're curating like your look, your album art, your visuals. So I think that kind of goes along with it. 
But outside of that, I'd say recently in the last two years, something that's kind of separate from it. Um, I've gotten really into like meditation and spirituality, um, like crystals, things like that. I think, yeah, just more, I'm just trying to become a better version of myself and kind of quiet down the anxiety in the mind. Um, so I think, yeah, that in a way impacts my artistry. I mean, I, if you would have left it at the other creative things, I would have taken that as well. Um, I do think, I think you bring up a good point that there are like, it's not just music related if it impacts your artistry. Like there can be other things that will impact it in that way and still can fall under that creative umbrella. Um, but it's also something that I feel like a lot of artists don't have necessarily as much of an interest in or like care as much about um because some people just it's music and the music only um at times and so having that as something that you also are passionate about just kind of adds to the artistry altogether which is great um but I think with that sort of mindset around the meditation and just personal development if you want to blanket it in that way is a great mindset and perspective to have because if you're not striving for the next thing what's going to make you what's going to push you to like get on the next project what's going to make you want to take the necessary next steps to level up and get you to where you want to be like you can have those aspirations but unless you're going to do xyz to get there and like actually care about journey to get to the destination you're going to be left out to dry, you know? Um, and so I think, especially in the current music landscape and where things are at right now, that's a great thing to have. And it will definitely impact you as an artist because it's what's going to get you from point A to point B. Um, <clears throat> recently, I started doing this new thing where I have last week's artist ask a question for next week's artist. So last week's question is, if you could set up a music festival, who would you have on the lineup? And we've, we kind of decided instead of just having it be like 50 friggin' names, um, I'll take three headliners and then three people you would have, well, one per headliner um, that you would have on that day's lineup. Okay. Um, okay, so my three headliners, Lana Del Rey, for sure. Um, and then with her, I would put Florence and the Machine. Then I would have the next stage, I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put the Smiths headlining and then the Cure with them. Then on the third stage, I'm going to have Cage the Elephant as the headliner and then the Strokes with them. That's okay. my lineup. <laughs> All mostly within the same realm, I would say, with the exception of like the first day. Like the, the next four to me are kind of in that same. I don't know any of them. Their catalogs very deeply to know the differences and the similarities, but 
they're all in that sort of indie rock landscape. Um, Yeah, I think that I think that all tracks and those are um, some of my favorites. (laughs) Um, what is your question for next week? What am I asking next week? I feel like this has already been asked, but I'll I'll think of another one if it's already been asked, but it's kind of basic. But if you could listen to one album like on repeat for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I'll take it. I'll take that as a question. Perfect. Um that's going to be whoever whoever's next is 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 going to be mad at that question cuz that's a hard one but oh, um <laughs> I was like, you weren't going to ask me that question I was like oh, <laughs> no no um no i'm not i'm not i'm not that tough i say i i i only keep a couple cruel ones in here like i'll make you come up with the genre and whatnot um but i won't go too hard uh, what is it that you think sets you apart from other independent artists? Um, I think one thing that I already mentioned is that I, I'm not just passionate about the music. I think there's a lot more to me and what I do than just writing the song and singing it. I think, like I said before, I look at being an artist as for me um, specifically is just like, I wanna be involved in everything and creating a vision about like my album art and how I dress on stage and the videos I make. And I think I really enjoy like all aspects of being a music artist. So I think that's one thing that makes me a little different than some other people. Yeah, I mean, I said it. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. It's it's not something that a lot of people care necessarily that much about. Like it it is a curation process to kind of cater to whatever you feel like your artistry is, and some of this will just kind of manifest naturally. Like you know, the clothes that you would pick up to wear, that's gonna kind of fit the brand, unless you're kind of sort of trying to craft something rather than just doing it as you are. Um, And I think that's a lot of the separation between those that just write the music and those that truly embody what being an artist means and what it's all about. Because, you know, yes, the names that we all know aren't going to be doing X, Y, and Z all of themselves, but it's still built off of the foundation that they've created and the brand that they've built for themselves, those other people are just executing it. And so I think it gets lost a lot of times that being that we have so much to do with the music alone to try and get all that done, being independent is you get, it gets lost in everything else because it's not the most important thing to cater your outfits or craft the perfect music video or anything like that. But those are the little things that will make the big thing even better. And so Mm -hmm. it definitely is something that 
not as many people pay attention to and put effort into or really take interest in, but really should. Because the more you kind of craft a big picture, the more people want to consume it. You know, you got to give more than just a new song, a new album, a new whatever it's otherwise it's how you need give them a reason to remember your name you know that's what the big sort of picture and painting it is and all that stuff and who knows maybe that maybe you'll maybe you'll enjoy that part more you know Mm -hmm. so good for you (laughs) because I (laughs) like it's so hard to be like putting your all like you said you know like other artists don't think about it because being independent you are doing everything Everything. yourself shows you're doing this you're making content and it's it's overwhelming but the more that I can just find joy in the little things of what I'm creating like that's the whole point to me so less about stress of like oh how many views is this how like it's more just about do I enjoy what I'm creating? Like, is this fun for me? Otherwise that's going to, yeah, you're going to get lost in it. So I think that's what I'm trying to focus on is just enjoying creating. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing because a lot of people like some people adapt the mindset that if I don't want to do it, I won't, you know, and that's, and I think that kind of comes from, you know, we've sort of created this space with independent music that anybody and their brother can create music from their basement and put it on Spotify. And that's great. But it's also created this sort of idea that anybody can do it and you can just do it because you want to. But to do it because you want to and then actually have it pay off are two different things. To actually have it pay off, you have to be willing to do the things that you don't necessarily enjoy as much and just bite the bullet because those little things that you don't necessarily enjoy are going to make the thing that you enjoy doing more accessible, more, you know, impactful and actually, you know, maybe put something in your pocket. Um, Because that's all, that's all anybody that's doing this really sort of wants is to be able to support themselves doing said thing. Um, But some people, you know, don't want to do the TikTok thing and then they just won't. That's not going to like, I mean, if you have other means, go for it, but that's a big thing even still, you know, and it will continue to be. Um, And so you kind of at some point have to sacrifice your own resistance to it and just be like, maybe I can find a way to enjoy it. Cause that's like, you, you said it better than I will, like finding a way to enjoy just the creative process in general is the perfect move because if you can find a way to enjoy it it'll make it that much easier to do and that much easier to get yourself to do and then you'll show up for yourself in ways that you need to mm-hmm. what is it that what is it of that the sort of overall creative process what have you found yourself to be most sort of resistant to in terms of like, what was the hardest thing to really be like, okay, this isn't my favorite thing, but this is a necessary thing. Let's, let's just figure out a way to do it. Um, 
definitely social media, I think, as a whole. But like I said, I've been trying to find ways to enjoy it and not be so scared of it. I think, you know, yeah, it's obviously, yeah, I think a lot of us talk about TikTok, but recently I've just been trying to like have fun with it more than like take it so seriously and also I think another thing for me is just like you know like I don't have that many people watching so it's like the people that are watching like I'm like oh like is this embarrassing is this that but it's like the moment I take that away like like I'm just standing in my own way at that point like if I'm worrying about like what my few hundred people are gonna think of me then whatever like but if I start doing it and putting my all into it not being afraid of it like that's when the payoff could happen and if I don't try nothing will happen so I've been making like more videos and trying to stack them up but make them fun for me and make them like something that I would want to watch yeah yeah social media is hard yeah. Also because you also have to be consistent with it and like, like think ahead, like, you know, I have this show coming up. I need to post this many times. I need to plan like what I'm going to post and like when, and yeah. So it's, it takes a lot of like planning and thinking about it. Yeah, it, it has, yeah, it's, it's the algorithm has shifted this year. And I think like just the way everything's become as algorithmic as it has, it's become more and more difficult to see the payoff. And so then there's less and less people that are really like willing to deal mm -hmm. with the fact that everything will sit at 200 and some views for however long. Um, but at the same time, like you said, like doing it consistently, that's where things start to accumulate. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can find a way to enjoy it, it also just does make it easier to look at whatever sort of result you get with a, with a grain of salt rather than being the whole picture. Because if you're just doing it to show up and do it, and then you're like worried about how it comes across or something, then you're going to be watching every thing that comes in in response to it. And that's that's not a good way to do it. That's not going to be healthy. <laughs> Can't have that. So what impact do you ultimately want to have with your artistry and with your music? Mm, this, this is such a basic answer that I feel like everyone's going to say, but obviously, <laughs> a lot of people are going to answer this the same way of like, they just want to help people make people feel less alone. But I think also to that, I think I also like want to inspire people to like, not be afraid to like do their own thing sort of, and not worry about what other people think. But along with that, I think with the helping people, I think, um, a big thing I am passionate about and like want to put out there is like you're not alone and like especially specifically like mental health struggles I think a lot of 
artists go through that people people in general go through that and people still don't talk about it enough or real or they're like vulnerable or real about it um you know it's it's become more of a conversation nowadays but I still think yeah there's things that can be said to help people through it and like make them feel like hey like I'm not the only person going through it because obviously when you're going through it you're like no one else understands me or gets this so yeah it's something I'm passionate about I guess yeah it's it's applicable to that specifically but I think even in a bigger broader way I guess is it's like the more and more you sort of experience the more you sort of realize that like or even there's the more conversations you have because the more conversations you have you learn more about other set experiences and whatnot but nothing that you are specifically going through is just unique to you in any way shape or form because we all are living the human experience and I think something that in recent years specifically but in general with music we can take a lot from is it's like look at how specific songwriters like your Lizzie McAlpines and your Noah Kahn's and your Taylor Swift's get with the lyricism and the stories that they're telling like the whole thing whenever I guess like red Taylor's version came out was the whole all too well and the scarf and all that thing is like everybody knew exactly what she was talking about what she was experiencing etc etc but did anybody live that exact same experience no and it's interesting to see that the more detail that we put into these different sorts of stories that we tell the more communal the experience seems to be but like I said it's a perfect example of painting this sort of picture that okay I'm not the only one who's experienced this thing. At least the person, at least the, there's at least one other person that's the person behind this song has kind of been through the same sort of thing. And if that's there, odds are that there's hundreds, thousands, whatever people that have gone through the exact th same thing. You know, it's it's not something that we often think about because of how isolating unfortunate experiences can be. but if you're able to sort of take that step back and look at it in a sort of way of like, okay, like this is, this is something that like life is just sort of doing. This is something that people are living. It makes it, even if you're not directly connected to any of those other people, it makes it a little bit more grounding and I don't know what the other word is I'm looking for, but it just makes it a little bit more okay, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, I think there is more to be said about those different things. I think there are steps in that direction, but I think it's just conversations that'll be continued, that will continue to be had and for good reasons. Mm -hmm. I think that brings us to the final question, which is ultimately, why music? I think in my life, music has been 
just so healing in so many ways, listening to it, uh, making it, using it as an outlet. I think it, it has the ability to heal in so many ways. And I think it's done that in my life and many others lives. And along with that, I think, like you said, it's like, it makes you feel human, almost like the experiences we go through, like human experience, like listening to a song can just evoke an emotion or writing a certain song can let out certain emotions. And I just, I find that really special and beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, I hate saying it because it's cliche, but I find myself saying it like every time is it's, it's music is the universal language, you know, like I, we're, that's, that's where, you know, that's just where things are understood more than anything else. And, um, I think, I think that's, that's the beauty of it. That's what makes the people that create it want to create it more and makes it so powerful to be able to create, but also for the people consuming it, it's like why everybody enjoys it. Like that's the one thing that like universally we can all benefit from and like find our own part of it. You know, like it's like it's not like like sports aren't for everyone, the theater is not for everyone, whatever else isn't for everyone, but music is because of what like it's there's nothing else like it. There's nothing mm -hmm. you can really replace it with. That's it just is it's just on another level. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Why Music Podcast. Check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist. Thanks for listening.